Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Minute You. This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Mazork. That's my brother, Matt. Woof. We are here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in 15-ish minutes. Round up to 30. Emphasis on the ish there. Emphasis on the ish. Evan, let's start with Big Ten recap. Uh, I don't know if you happen to catch this one. I was actually thinking we just wouldn't talk about college football this week. I'm drinking a great tea. We could talk about teas, beer brewing. There's many things we could talk about other than that game. And here we are, still talking Big Ten football. Iowa prevails over <laughs> Nebraska, 31-28 to to finish the season, 8-4. and Do you remember when Nebraska fired Bo Pelini because he just could only win nine games a year? Yep. Now Nebraska's on that sweet, sweet four-win back-to-back season. Okay, job they are contracting upwards compared to earlier this season. Let's not take that away from Scott Frost. He won nine games every year. Yeah. That's all he did. Yeah. He was just nine, nine, nine. You sick of nine? Oh, yeah, because they wanted some fours. You got them. <laughs> Purdue takes home the old Oaken Bucket in their 28-21 to victory over Indiana. The Boilermakers are going bowling, and the Hoosiers are iced out of a bowl game. Northwestern uh-huh. caps off their late-season surge with a victory over the Illini, 24-16. to Penn State dominates Maryland in McSorley's final home game at Beaver Stadium, 38-3. to Minnesota stumbles into bowl eligibility, finishing the season at 6-6 six and six with a 37-15 victory over Wisconsin. Taking home the Paul Bunyan. Sky Uma in control of the Paul Bunyan axe, and Sparty pulls out yet another just absolute offensive thriller, 14-10 victory over Rutgers. Nice. Evan, where would you start? I mean, there's only one place we can't start, right? Okay. That would be the game. Um, I, I don't even know what to say about that. Like nobody in their right mind saw this game coming. (sighs) I think the story more so is how well Ohio state played compared to how poorly Michigan played. Although certainly Michigan played poorly. I think you really have to credit Ohio state, a great line, um, play, I think on both sides, offensively and defensively, you know, Michigan comes in. Not only a great defense, but specifically a great front, great front seven, great uh, defensive line. They who were not factors really in the game at all. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Ohio State had a great game plan. Um, you know, they were running mm-hmm. a lot of these cross routes, which were confusing uh, Michigan defenders. So then they switched to zone at second half. How confusing could it be? I, they they ran every possession for sixty minutes. I mean, so that's the point I was going to make is. You know, the the zone defense seemed to solve the problem for about five minutes, and then Ohio State just kept doing it, and Michigan had no answer for it. To your point, the little weird, just because it was like they did a variation of that almost every play. Very frustrating to watch. This is the first time for me as a Michigan fan that I thought Jim Harbaugh and the coaching staff just absolutely got their ass kicked. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, just every phase of the game, you were so out game played. It was unbelievable. You, I don't know, man. No answer, dude. It 
it it was bad. And and uh, now let's say the people that think you should fire Jim Harbaugh, no. you have absolutely lost your mind, and you need to shut up and sit down. But the staff does need to take some hit, heat for what happened. I mean, you couldn't feel more sheepish than when Cardell Jones is tweeting out the number what defense in the country. I was like, that, uh, another thing was something I couldn't get out of my head during the game is that Patterson is sacked twice and there was zero heat on Haskins. Yeah. I mean, to your point about how well the Ohio State offensive line played, like this Michigan defense got no pressure on Haskins. How was that possible? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we'll circle back to the Harbaugh comment, although I do want to talk about that. You know, there, and I do think there's some knock for poor performance by Michigan that, you know, maybe has to do with how well Ohio State played, maybe not. I thought Shea played poorly. I thought Shea Patterson was underthrowing his receivers a couple times. Not a couple, couple times. times. I, hey, hey, if there was I, a couple times, gen- there was Gentry, a couple times. Can you, can you key, drop another one? Key please. locations. Yes, that was my second point. Uh, more than a few uh, key drops. And I don't like. I maybe this was just a misunderstanding in my point, but I thought the Michigan defense, like I don't want to say fastest defense in the country, but like it looked like had no speed. I I don't know. Um, Dude, the the running back on linebacker matchup mm-hmm. was unbelievable in the way that they exploited that. I so you and I were texting during the game, and yeah. you know I've never played big time college football. You've never played big time college football. I am surprised they didn't, like, even experiment with dime or nickel, considering the uh, speed delta, we'll say, between the two teams. Like, you got to get more speed out there. They were, considering you couldn't stop you couldn't, So why not what experiment you were doing. with it? I don't, I don't know. Just bring in another DB for the sheer fact he can probably run faster than your linebackers. It was perplexing. Um, what, at what point in the game were you like, it's over? God, I was so happy you were going to ask this. The when Michigan made it twenty-one nineteen right before the half, they're kicking off with less than fifty seconds to go. So like forty seconds in the first half, they kick off, and Ohio State drives immediately down yep. the field, and they're about to score again. And I was like, they can't win this. They can't. No, to- and like totally agree. somehow Ohio State comes away with the field goal on that possession. And it's only up five, but they're getting the ball at half. And um, at that moment, I was like, nope, not going to win. So, yeah, I was watching with uh, 15-Minute Fiance and her family, yep. who are all Ohio State fans. Mm. Um, they they were fun. polite. They weren't rubbing it in my face. But, like, I could tell by the looks on their faces, that's when they were like, we have this game. Um, yeah. Even when Michigan, you know, got that uh, turnover off the muff uh, kick, I never felt because you were like this is the opportunity. Yeah. This is where the door opens. I, well, back in. I it. mean, so I got excited. Don't get me wrong, but like I never really felt like Michigan was going to win, or at least like I never felt like a sense of urgency of like we got to go, we mm-hmm. got to go, we got to go. Like the Michigan State mm-hmm. game this year was close, but I always for a majority of the game, but I always yeah. felt like Michigan yeah. was in command. I Michigan was never in command. Honestly, after that first. Opening drive. We're also, the first two possessions yep. when you came away with field goals. That that had me very worried. I was like, I've seen this before. First, this does not first go well. single possession. Ohio State scored too easily. And in my pit of my stomach, I'm like, rut row, raggy. 
did I think we were going to blow that, out? That's no, the, but that I was like, oh my god, this is going to get ugly. That's the fourteen to nine game. Michigan totally controlled that game, but couldn't come away in the red zone mm-hmm. and ends up getting three field goals and mm-hmm. loses late to Ohio State in a game that they pretty much dominated. Unlike Saturday, so for Harbaugh's sake as well as the the team, you know, and this is like the most John Madden take of of all time, but it's the best I got, and they have to win the bowl game. Yes, you cannot. You because uh, all right. So let's take a step back. Let's think about Michigan. They're in a much better place than they ever were under Rich Rod or ever were under Hoke. Recruiting way ahead. Excellent defense playing well. Finally, have a mobile quarterback who's going to return. Okay, good, good, good. Beat Sparty. Beat Wisconsin. Beat Penn State. All in the same year. Check, 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 check. Played. What is now a playoff team, Notre Dame, very close at Notre Dame to open the season, 24-17. Great. All those things are great, right? Saturday showed, though, there is still a huge gap between Ohio State and Michigan. Yep. And if we're saying those are the classes of the Big Ten, there is a big, big gap. And Ohio State made super clear to point that out. So if Michigan can win the bowl game and check off the box, okay, yes, we can win big bowl games, which they haven't necessarily done. Yep. Under Coach Harbaugh yet. So this needs to convert into a win. Then they can check that box off too, right? Wisconsin, check. Penn State, check. Uh, Bowl game, check. Great. Win a big bowl game. Okay, if our only problem going into the future is to how to fix Ohio State, that's a big problem. I could be okay with that as a fan. Uh, Like, all right. Agreed. That's our focus. We'll go get it. Michigan, you know, seems to have closed the arms race with all the other Big Ten competitors. Uh, excluding Ohio State. Now, I'm not saying next year we're going to beat Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin, you know, what, like all the other heavy hitters. But it seems right. we're at least on a uh, pair. I say we, like, we're on the program. Um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but there seems to be at least parity, be- finally, between Michigan and those programs. Like you said, the Ohio State thing's workable. And, you know, I'll just spend the last 30 seconds saying, Les Miles, my guy, Fired from LSU for essentially not beating Nick Saban. Is the LSU program in any better shape right now than it was under <laughs> Les Miles? I would say no, absolutely not. I'm not saying it's <laughs> worse, but like who, who Urban Meyer is, I think, unarguably the second best head coach in college football right oh, now, yeah. potentially in our lifetime. Who are you gonna bring in that's gonna beat Urban Meyer regularly? I, I don't see who that candidate is. To me, Jim's job is safe. Oh, I agree. It, 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 zero, zero danger. But please, God, win that bowl game. Yes, I agree, agree. So, 15-minute nation. Evan and I were expecting a different outcome <laughs> last weekend. So, like a month ago, we bought tickets to go to the Big Ten Championship game. Yeah. So, we're going Indy. We'll be there. 15-minute fiancé will be there, repping for the Buckeyes, I'm sure. 15-minute girlfriend mm. will be there, pulling for the medium cats. It's going to be a great time. Great time. So we'll let you know how it goes from Indy. Come back with some good 15-minute stuff. Let's talk Maction. Miami, Ohio is going bowling, capping off a great second half of the season after defeating Ball State 42-21. to Buffalo closed out the season with double-digit wins for the Excuse me, first time in school history after rolling over Bowling Green 44-14. to NIU tripped up again. 
mm. but still stumbles its way into the MAC championship, falling to Western 28-21. The Bobcats cruise through in-state rival Akron 49-28. Toledo's offense put up numbers again, 51-13 over Central. Central bid bon voyage to their head coach, John Bonamago. The Rockets officially announced that they are going to the Bahama Bowl versus FIU. Eastern, Evan, can we say it? Most improved? 7-5? Uh, I think you could make the argument. I think I would potentially make the argument Buffalo, though. What? Last year they were 4-4, four 6-6 and, four, six and six in the conference, 6-6 six and six overall. This year, okay. undeniably the best team in the MAC. Fair, uh, fair. I, I mean, I think you could maybe see the East, build. Eastern was rough last year, though. Eastern, Eastern was rough. rough. I, and I think you could maybe see the building block pieces there uh, at Buffalo more than you could at Eastern. But I think Eastern had – hang on. Let me – I have this tab pulled up. Eastern lost a bunch of games in overtime last year, too, I think is a yeah. point that shouldn't – we got one, only two, takes, Only three. takes one point to lose, man. We got three games in overtime. So – I I mean I think you could make an argument as Easter and I think you could also make a strong case for the uh, old Buffalo Buffaloes. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I do love Eastern though. Eagles making moves. I hope Sunday we're going to see a selection show in which they are chosen for a bowl game. So this is a hot take. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. Don't kill the messenger. Rumblings around Mount Pleasant. Causing for calling for Butch Jones to return. Your thoughts? Huh. I've not heard this. Butch Jones. I'll try to. I'll try to uh, tag you in it. Please do. I don't mess off the top. I don't know if I hate it. I don't know if I hate it. Uh, did he have a great go at Tennessee? No. no. Are the expectations? He had a bad go. Are the expectations at Tennessee? And Evan, central they, different. The ball. I think they're hunt pretty the ball. different. Hunt the ball. Hunt the ball. I don't know. I Butch. He's to be under. Fair, he did a great job at Cincinnati too. Yep. Underrated. Bearcats fans gave him a hard time for some reason. They were like, "Oh yeah, we want Tommy Tuberville." Like what? No. Um. Not the worst suggestion. I, I, he's not old. Yeah. And I take that over Mac Brown to UNC. Uh, coaching under Nick Saban can only improve you. Right, like, I agree. I don't I agree. think it's a worse suggestion. I think you know if we're just throwing out candidates, um, if if they were looking to stay in the MAC, and yep. I was for whatever reason consulted, actually mm-hmm. Central hit me up. I can do that part time for a nice fee. Uh, I think I would go Toledo's offensive coordinator. I'm blanking on both their names. Okay. But we talked about this off way. Wow. Toledo's offensive uh-huh. coordinator or Buffalo's defensive coordinator are both youngish gentlemen. No head coaching experience. If I was going to promote a coordinator, I think I might go there. Mm-hmm. Well, we shall see. The coaching carousel is only going to heat up as we get closer to the holidays, end of the season, finishing the season for other teams. Let's briefly go over the national landscape. Virginia Tech and Marshall will play this weekend. Hokies 34-31 over Virginia in overtime. Man. Hokies looking to keep the nation's longest bowl streak alive with a victory over Marshall this weekend. Alabama has now officially won every game this season by at least 20 points. They're the first team to do so since Yale in, this is not a typo, 1888. Yes, that's that's before the SEC became a conference. Oklahoma survives another Big 12 shootout over number 13 West Virginia, 59-56. 
Washington takes home the Apple Cup. 5-0, and oh, Chris Peterson is. You don't doubt Chris Peterson. In Pullman, in the snow, over the Cougs, 28-15. Utah prevails in the Holy War over BYU, 35-27. Texas A&M somehow outlasts LSU in an absolutely epic seven-overtime thriller, 74-72. Yes, we're still talking football. Albeit, that may be the worst first down call of all time. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh, I didn't see it live. Saw the uh, dude. That that's worse than uh, than JT. Oh yeah. He he was like like JT was short. That that guy was a yard short of JT. Yeah. No, no, we're even close. Uh, any favorites from over the weekend? Since I know the game was not your favorite. Yeah. Uh, none of those were my favorite. I think it's interesting you just said. <laughs> Don't doubt Chris Peterson, yet you picked Mike Leach in Pick'em. But hey, whatever. You know I kind of love him. You know I kind of love Mike Leach. I let, my, I let my heart go over my head there. That's a fair point. Fair. fair. Looking at the national poll, couple mover shakers going in the wrong direction. Going in the wrong direction. The Michigan Wolverines move down to number 8 after their annihilation. LSU falls four spots to number 12. They are tied with Washington State, who fell five. West Virginia moved back to number 15. Moving in the right direction, Washington, after taking on the Apple Cup, moves up to number 10. And the Buckeyes surged into number 6, moving up four spots. Welcome to back to the party. Texas A&M, in the party, out of the party. And just sit down. Take your jacket off. Stay for a while. Uh, finally back in the party, number 22. And Fresno State steps again, back in. Double-digit wins, 10-2. and two. Nice season. That's going to be a good conference matchup between... Uh, the Bulldogs, and the Broncos. Agreed, which we'll be picking that shortly. The only thing, I got a couple things. Well, like two things. Mover shakers? Yeah. Oh, UCF is ranked ahead of Michigan. Love that. I, I got, I Do got you? problems with Michigan in Do the top 10, dog. I got problems <laughs> with it. I know Ohio State is the number two offense behind Clemson, or excuse me, behind Oklahoma. I know it was in uh, Columbus, but boy. You got the bricks beat off, you son, and you want to say you're in the top ten. That's fair. I ain't about I that, that life. They just that. don't deserve it. And then Army winning four games in a row and dropping one in the coaches' poll. I mean, they're still in. That's, that's, they're still in, but like, yeah, that's bullshit. That's me. So the one team they're not getting love to. Top eight have double digit wins. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Your next double digit win team, Washington State, fell to number twelve. Okay, fine. Broncos, Boise State, number 19, okay, 10 and 2. I just said Fresno stepped in at 10 and 2. There are like several four loss teams Mississippi State, Northwestern, Texas AM, Iowa State, all four loss, all ranked. Dude, the Nata Bearcats. Yeah. 10 and 2. Yeah. 10 wins. I don't get it. Not ranked. That's weak. I know. It's hard to believe that a 10 win team is not ranked. I don't love it. Nah. Don't love it. Yeah, don't help they're not in their conference game. But when UCF is in your division, yeah, uh, it's gonna be a little tough. But no, yeah, ten win team, they can't be twenty five. I, I don't get it. I hope they get a good bowl game. And really get after somebody. No. So all right, I got three tweets of the week. You ready for them? Love it. Lay them on me. One is from your main man, Brad McMurphy. Love it. UConn's football team. Allowed a season average of 50.4 points per game. <laughs> UConn women's hoops team allowed 53.4 points per game in 2018. That's, That's a fun cool. fact, you know. I'm a fan of fun facts. That's a fun fact. Reddit college football. 
For the second straight year, the Pac-12 was boycotting the college football playoff in solidarity with UCF. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. That's a good one. And a random Ohio State fan. So does Urban Meyer have to claim Jim Harbaugh as a dependent on his taxes, or how does this work? I saw that. You can be mean if you're That's funny. Good. That is mean and funny, unfortunately. You, hey, you can be mean if you're funny, right? Yeah, yeah. Should we jump into favorite? Oh, favorite. You have a favorite? Uh, I mean, part of me wants to pick Mr. Burns, the Ohio State fan, but I'm just going to give it to Reddit yeah. CFP because, like, screw Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's pick them. All right, let's jump into pick them. Matt, yet another ugly week. You were 9, 10, and 1. I was 8, 11, and 1. We End of the season getting right. I know, I don't get it. We pushed on the. West Virginia, Oklahoma shootout, if anyone at Shot. home is listening. We're still doing pretty good in the MAC, though. I do want to say. We were, uh, what, one? Four and two. two yeah, four and two, four and two. Four and two in the MAC. So not bad. We obviously struggled on everything else. So anyways, looking at this week, we're picking all the conference championship games. Uh, we actually have quite a bit of disagreement, so I'm just going to burn through the ones we agree on. In the American Athletic Conference, we have number seven, UCF, hosting Memphis. Spread is only six points. In favor of the Knights. Vegas shade. Yeah, I don't quite get Maybe I didn't pay attention enough to Memphis, but we're both taking UCF. I I think with that offense, that should be be a fairly safe bet. Uh, In the SEC, we have number one, Alabama, hosting number four, Georgia. The spread is 13 points in favor of Alabama. We're both picking Bama. I'm a little bit nervous about this, but quite frankly, Alabama has given me no reason to doubt them. Uh, so mm-hmm. roll tied in that one. Then the MAC, our favorite conference, and the last conference ga- championship game we agree on. It's in Detroit, ladies and gentlemen. Buffalo, the Northern Illinois spread is three and a half points. Again, I think this is a spread that's off. We're both. It's in favor of Buffalo. We're both taking Buffalo. Matt, I mean, with the way North Northern Illinois has played the last couple weeks, I think this might be fourteen points, seventeen point difference. I don't see that three and a half. Yeah, I don't, dude, Northern Illinois has stumbled their way into this. Now, I can see them getting up for a championship game. That could happen. Buffaloes look very good. They had a step back two weeks ago uh, in that loss that really wasn't explicable. I say this, though. Let's do this next year so we don't find ourselves in the same position. If we can get a commitment from 15-Minute Uncle, how about me, you, 15-Minute Uncle, go to the MAC championship game Love next it. year in Detroit, stay with 15-Minute Uncle, go to the game. Great idea. I'm in. Is in Uncle paying well. for the tickets? Hopefully. <laughs> All right. No, we'll pay the If he hosts us, we'll pay fair, for the tickets. Fair. Fair. Okay. So, uh, conference games we disagree on. I'll end with the Big Ten. We'll start with the Mountain yeah. West. Number 19, Boise State hosting. Number 25, Fresno State. Spread is two and a half points in favor of Boise State. Um... I don't know. They, these two teams played each other earlier in the year. Boise State won. It was by more than two and a half points. I have to admit, I don't know much about Fresno State. I'm taking Boise State. You're taking Fresno State. So I don't like rematches. I, I forgot like rematches you have a I... weird thing about rematches. Yeah. I don't like picking the same team twice. I, I like Boise to win this game. I do. I just think it's beating a team two times in one season, that's, that is that's tough. difficult. That is tough. I think these teams are evenly matched, and... It's going to, on a neutral site, I think we're going to see the same thing play play out. I wouldn't be shocked if this is a 
you know, two or less one point victory here for for either team. So I'm just going to take the points. Fair enough. Uh, in the Atlanta Coastal Conference, ACC, Pittsburgh versus number two Clemson. Spread is 25 points in favor of Clemson. I'm taking Clemson. You're taking Pitt. I get it. 25 points a lot. Pitt's given Clemson trouble in the past. Clemson also has a phenomenal defense and a meat grinder of an mm-hmm. offense. Mm-hmm. I think they can do 25. I think they could do 28. I think they could do that. It's just too much. Conference championship game is too much. Fair. And we have the Pac-12. Number 10, Washington hosting number 17, Utah. Utah's first trip to the Pac-12 Conference Championship game. Played right outside of San Francisco. I've been to this game before. Lovely stadium, lovely time. It's four points in favor of Washington. I was tempted to take Utah. They are kind of low-key one of my teams. They just have not been that great this season. And, you know, don't doubt Chris Peterson in Washington. They've been here before. Yeah. That's always my MO, and, and I think I'm like feeling the August and September version of Washington that kind of haunts me now, where I'm like, oh man, you're not what I thought you were. Mm-hmm. So that, like, pushing towards the youths, I, I really feel like I'm probably going to eat this pick on uh, Sunday. We'll see. Yeah, Utah, I mean, they won last weekend, they did not look great, though. So we shall see. But they always find a way to just. Uh, true. I mean, that, that, could be, that could be their They thing. just, like, yeah, figure it out. One of those teams that somehow pulls it out. I'm a Chris Peterson. Fan, but I'm also a Kyle Whittingham fan. There's no way they're not going to come. True. Prepared. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, okay, Big 12, defense optional. Number five, Oklahoma, hosting number nine, Texas. Spread seven and a half points. It's in favor of the Sooners. This is in Jerry's world. Uh, interesting rematch of the Red River rivalry. I Shoot up. I love it. Um, I think... Kyle, I'm taking Oklahoma. You're taking Texas. I think Kyler Murray <laughs> is better than Sam Ellinger. And uh, the guys over at Solid Verbal said something today that really changed my outlook on Oklahoma. They said something along the lines of, if you approach Oklahoma as like, man, they don't play defense. Like, that's a dumb football strategy. That's how you're going to think about Oklahoma, if they're not a very good team. But if you approach it from a, you know, they just chose not to play defense. And they're they're like, okay, we'll just score 80 points. And they just managed to score 80 points. And you just kind of accept it. It kind of changes your outlook. Man, it's a little freeing. I kind of like it, looking at mm. it like that, you know. It's not that they can't play defense. It's that they choose not to. So second time this week, I don't like rematches. Fair. This is another rematch. Now, I'm going with the same team twice. <laughs> I just think that seven and a half is too much. Every Big 12 game I've watched in the last month, so let's go with recency. Let's go with November teams being November teams, or what will be a December team on Saturday. You, Every game is by three points, and we just shoot each other out, and it's whoever scores last wins. You know. Fair. I, is there not a scenario where you see this game being 59-56 or, I don't know, like 53-48? I don't know. For the sake of my like, pick, I hope not. But I think you raise a fair point. I Again, I, I just think, I just think, I just it, think Oklahoma's offense is 8 to 10 points better. I think so, too. They didn't win last time. Fair. Um, I, don't, I don't see them winning by 7.5. All right. Who like 
we saw this Oklahoma State. We saw this Texas. We saw this West Virginia. When are you going to pull away from a good Big 12 team? I know Oklahoma State's not even a good Big 12 team. How about this? Kyler Murray did say he's going to play baseball. Potentially, his last, not potentially, more than likely, his last Big 12 game. Dude might just ball out. Ah, they're going to be in a bowl game. True. But last Big 12. Anyways. Okay. Ending with, in Indy, Lucas Oil Stadium. 15-minute you brothers in attendance. Number six, Ohio State hosting. Number 21, Northwestern. Spread is 14 points. It's in favor of Ohio State. I'm taking the Buckeyes, especially after last weekend. I don't know. No reason really to doubt them. Yes, they got the Purdue game, but number two prolific offense in the nation behind Oklahoma. I don't know what Northwestern is, but it definitely ain't three. I think they're going to be firing on all cylinders. I think there is a small outside chance the Buckeyes can get to the playoff, and the only way they do that is if they beat the Bricks off Northwestern. Sorry, Pat. So I, I actually I actually disagree with that. I think the only way the the Buckeyes get to the playoff is if they jump Oklahoma this week. If they don't jump Oklahoma this week and all the favorites win, I'm saying Oklahoma, then they they can't do it. Because Oklahoma's going to beat Texas, and then you can, if, if all favorites yeah. win, right? You have a top 10, two top 10 teams playing, Oklahoma wins, that's it. It's a ball game. They're in. I mean, but in They're your scenario, if Oklahoma loses, Ohio State could still get it. My point being, so Ohio State, you still got to win. You got to win. You got to win convincingly. Yeah. When's the last time you've seen uh, Northwestern lose a Big Ten game? Not in a while. It was actually September 29th, the Michigan Wolverines, 2017. Northwestern plays Big Ten teams tough. True. I think the Buckeyes will win. I agree with you. I see Northwestern figuring out a way to make key defensive plays when they need to and keep this game close. They have like the most outside of outside shots of winning. I don't think the Buckeyes win this game by 14. They looked dominant last week. I will be more on the Ohio State playoff bandwagon if they dominate Northwestern the way they dominated Michigan. Fair enough. We'll find out on Saturday. We will find out. I will see you there, my friend. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning in. This has been another week of 15-Minute You. Let us know how the discussion goes with the water cooler tomorrow morning. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, Google Play, or wherever else you get your fine podcasts. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. While you're at that water cooler, be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend and have them hit the subscribe button. You can reach out to us at 15-Minute You on Facebook, Twitter, or Gmail. No matter what you do this week, folks. Don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. I was trying to get Ava on the thing, and I couldn't play the audio. Huh. Don't pick them like my brother. Oh! You hear her? That's on my phone. Oh, play it again! Well, turn the music off. Play it. Don't pick them like my brother. Big shout out. Ava Teeny, appreciate you being a fan.